Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, Steph takes aim at the all-time three-point record at the Mecca. History could be made. And Jason Tatum, he cooked Giannis in the Bucks last night. Was this Boston's breakout game? Your favorite Celtic, Big Perk, he's going to weigh in. Plus, the Nets are the latest team dealing with COVID. Who's out and how will Brooklyn move forward? Woj joins us live. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews, and what a show we have for you. Richard Jefferson and Zach Lowe joining me in studio, and J.J. Redick and Kendrick Perkins are going to be by in just a bit. Where should we start? Steph? Yeah. Yeah, Let's start with Steph. Let's do it, because Steph Curry and the Warriors last night, they were in action against the Pacers, and Steph was chasing history. So let's go to early in the second quarter. Let's 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 start there, because he had a little bit of a slow start, but then he started making some threes. Yeah, he started making some threes, and look, he's going to knock down threes. I know there was all this talk about, is he gonna hit 10, is he gonna hit 16? Look, this Warriors team is trying to win games, and he's going to knock down threes at an impressive rate, but ultimately, I think he might be pressing a little bit. I think their team is, and I think he is. All 13 points in the first half, so let's skip ahead to the third quarter Curry yeah and and look these are shots that look he knocks them down he makes them like I know people it feels like he makes every single three but ladies and gentlemen he can make some tough ones but ultimately I think this is just going to lead us up to a big climax in the garden well that was put him three away from Ray Allen so then we see Steph again this one That'll put him two away from passing Ray Allen for the all-time three-point record, Richard. Yeah, and what's what's key here is that, look, these are needed shots. Look, these are all needed shots. Again, down by two, under a minute to go, doesn't settle for three, not worried, trying to get the best shot possible. But, look, you got to give credit to this Indiana team. They fight, they battle. This three right here could have called it. Oh, and they get it in. They got it in. They, they wanted it. And, look, I love Jordan Poole's face in the background. <laughs> you got to have fun, man. And, and, and look, here we go. Karis LeVert with the last opportunity. Try great defense by Gary Payton the second. Ladies and gentlemen, that is all she wrote. The mitten. The mitten. That's some pretty good defense. Warriors win it 102-100. Steph smiling like, eh, I'll get it. I'll get it eventually. It'll happen. It's all good. It's fine. It's fine. He knows. Hurry. He knows he's coming for it in the garden. This was all a setup. I think this is all a setup. I think he's been trying a little bit too hard in the last few games, you know, just trying to um, to make threes and get to this record. It'll be a relief uh, for him, I think, and for our team when, when, he, when he does break it. But the relief part, I get what he's saying just in terms of the buildup and not really knowing what game it's going to be and just trying to just let it, let it happen. Like, it's one thing I've learned over these last three games is – Keep playing basketball. Keep taking shots you think you'll, 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 you'll make and enjoy the, 
experience of it because you won't get this again in terms of the chase to get over the mountaintop. Even after that, it'll just be about how far can you push it. You know, subconsciously, you, you just want him to get the record. So even if you're not going into the game saying, I'm going to give Steph the ball every time, subconsciously, you want him to get the three up and hopefully make the first two threes. He shoots in the first quarter. And saying that, I'll be happy as hell when, when, when it's over. So Steph had a tough time when defended by Malcolm Brogdon. He made just three of 12 attempts against him, and he was also cold on catch-and-shoot opportunities and on uncontested three. Still, he just needs two more tonight, just two more, and then the chase may be over. A lot to get into with Steph, right? So let's start with J.J. and Richard. Hi, J.J. Richard, Hi. we just heard Draymond say he can't wait for this chase to be over, and you played with Steph. How much do you think this is weighing on him? Well, I think all you have to do is go back to, I think it was probably about 10 days, two weeks ago, and they asked him, what this record would mean to him and immediately said hey look you're going to get me emotional like to me that was a big sign that was a big indication of hey this means so much to him that at this point in time he might be pressing did it help with all the media and all the hey can he break clay's record in the in the process of doing it i think this is weighing on him a little bit it's mm. weighing on their team a little bit not in a bad way but they want it he wanted so i'm glad that this is starting to come to an end and what what a great place for it to come to an end what do you think jj yeah i think Steph is at his best when he's in that flow state and you haven't seen the joy. It, it mm. seems like every shot has carried a, a certain amount of weight and Steph, like any great shooter and any great scorer, is at his best when he is free and clear and playing with joy and we just haven't seen that over the last couple weeks. And I, what I think is interesting to note is we all started making a big deal about this approach when he got within 16, mm. which sounds ridiculous <laughs> so we almost added a couple extra games of pressure there for him uh, because we've just seen him do otherworldly things in his career yeah maybe it's part ridiculous but also part a compliment because what other player do you look around and think oh he's 16 away tonight could be the night this could be it right. he could totally do it but Richard what did you see from the defensive Pacers played against him last night and and can the Knicks tonight can they replicate it at all you, you can probably replicate the defense but ultimately he's still going to not down two, three threes. I, I think the one thing that I noticed, and over the last few games, whether it was Matisse Thibel in Philly, like, look, these are prideful guys. They don't want to be a part of history that will be shown forever and for the next few weeks and for the next 30 years. They don't want to be the guy guarding the individual like while he breaks this record. So, look, unfortunately, this is going to fall on the Knicks, and they can play good defense, but everyone in the game knows that you can play the best otherworldly defense on Steph and he can still make 10 threes in this night so this is less about the defense and more about him and his team maybe pressing a little bit well Richard we do have a record breaker in our midst and heaven knows it ain't you so JJ on February 15 2006 you hit your 414th collegiate three breaking Curtis Staples all-time NCAA record and I know that's not exactly the same but did you feel <laughs> pressure as you were sort of closing in on it getting there getting closer uh, it's definitely not the same. Uh, <laughs> let's be very clear on that. Uh, and actually, I had a four-game stretch starting with that game against Wake. I broke the NCAA record for threes. I broke the Duke scoring record. And then I broke the ACC scoring record. And by the end of those two weeks, I was emotionally exhausted, mentally exhausted. And as Steve Kerr mentioned, there was just a sense of relief. And I think that's what Steph will feel tonight. Y you want to focus on playing winning basketball. 
and going out and trying to kill your opponent. And what Steph has had to focus on for the last two weeks is this record. And I know it's important to him, but I'm sure he'll be glad when it's over. Well, if you were doing feeling that way at the collegiate level, I can only yeah, exactly. imagine at the NBA level, right? So next up for Steph, the Knicks. So let's now go to Madison Square Garden. I want to bring in our Warriors reporter, Nick Friedel. Hi, Nick. You made it to Madison Square Garden. I can see you're outside of it right now. But did, did the Warriors make it there? Malika, they're here. They're ready. There, there are plenty of Warriors staffers who are kind of laughing at the absurdity because after last night, they thought they were going to get out of there. After a little bit of a, a plane delay, they were walking around the arena in Indianapolis. Steph had a popcorn box with him. Everybody was calm. And then they got the word they had to spend the night again. They took a flight out around 10 a.m. That got delayed a little bit, but they're here and they're confident that the adrenaline of the moment and of this pending record is going to carry them through the night. Well, and delays tend to work out for Steph Curry in Madison Square Garden because the last time when he had 54, he was supposed to take the second bus. I read this from Ben Cohen at, at the Wall Street Journal. He was supposed to take the second bus. He ended up taking the third bus. He was late. It threw off his routine, and we ended up with 54. So tonight, Steph is two away, and at a place he's had a lot of success, like I just mentioned, that 54 points. What did he say last night about possible possibly breaking the record at Madison Square Garden. Malika, if he couldn't do it in the Bay, this place was at the top of the list. He was beaming last night, especially after he was told that Reggie Miller will be on the call for Turner. So this is a place where he's already made a lot of special memories, and this is the place he expects to make another one tonight. Had some, some fun nights in that building, and it's hard not to because it's the garden and just the whole legacy of that building, how iconic it is, and how many cool things have happened in that building, how well they're playing, or what the situation is, no matter what time of year, it's always just an electric atmosphere, and tomorrow will be just like that. Malika, I walked out of the press conference room with Steve Kerr, and I said, how do you think you'll respond? And he kind of laughed. He looks at me and he goes, this place, it's the Mecca. Steph will be ready and I expect him to get it done tonight. Hey, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere, Nick. And New York looks pretty good on you. I appreciate you joining me. Have some fun tonight, <laughs> and I'm sure we're going to be talking again soon. You got it. Appreciate it. All right, Steph is a 51% shooter from three in his career at Madison Square Garden. That's the best by any player in Madison Square Garden history and the highest by any active player at any venue. It, it's a shooter's gym. So let's bring in the full panel to make some bold predictions. Kendrick Perkins is here. Zach, you're here. JJ's back. All right, which quarter is Steph going to break the record? And remember, he only needs two threes. Perk, I'm going to start with you. Oh, it's, it's in the first quarter. Uh, right. I think they want to get it out the way. I think I think they the 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 team his teammates want to help him get it out the way. I think Steph want to get it out the way. He breaks it in the first quarter. JJ, I'm going to say he's going to break it in the first quarter of the first quarter. I think it'll happen <laughs> in the first three minutes of the game. If I'm Draymond, if I'm Steve Kerr. I'm doing everything I can to run every play for him, set every screen for him, get him the ball. Let's get this thing over. Let, let's let him break the record. 
What would you say if I said he might not break? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I, like, I don't know. He's going to break it in the second quarter, third quarter. At the end of the day, he's going to walk out of Madison Square Garden as the greatest three-point shooter we've ever seen. I know we can say that, but this is the record that he's been aiming for. So, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. That's why easy. You, he's going to What? Bro, it's, why, what? Why, what? Why, you just can't, why you just can't answer the question? Like, you know what I mean? Just give us a quarter. Is it oh, that hard? Is it that quarter, hard? In the third quarter, in the, in the 15 seconds into the game, I think he's going to come out man he's going to leave that building that is all that matters all right zach i like jj's answer first six <laughs> minutes steph used to play Highly steph specific. used to play the the whole first quarter he doesn't anymore i'm not sure he likes that steve kerr takes him out like at the four minute mark five minute mark so i'm going first six minutes it's over no drama the only drama is can you get to eight or nine or ten or something Ooh. oh like there that. you go yeah see i i I think it's going to be the first quarter as well. Zach, you're, I'm sad to say I'm not anymore. You're the resident New Yorker here, right? I used to be. Well, yeah, we're going to put, you're the most recent resident New Yorker. Maybe I am. Whatever. What is the reception JJ. going to be? JJ. Yeah, I, I guess JJ. Here. I live here. You live here. All right, you're there. So, JJ, what's the reception going to be in New York? I mean, it, MSG has some of the greatest basketball fans in the world, and, and they appreciate greatness. So, I, I would expect there to be a standing ovation, nothing but cheers for Steph at this incredible accomplishment. This is going to be fun, and we get to get into it even more later in our show. But first, coming up on NBA Today, COVID continues to take hold of NBA teams. Now, it's the Brooklyn Nets. We'll be without five players tonight. So Woj joins us with the latest. And sticking with the Nets, Kyrie Irving, he posted this video this morning. Does that mean something? He's getting closer. We're going to chop it or drop it. Plus, Jason Tatum, he took over against Giannis and the Bucks. But was Boston's win its best of the season? Big Perk, online too. NBA Today is brought to you by Haynes. Haynes, get comfy in the total support pouch with separation and support. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Let's check out who was in the zone brought to you by AutoZone. Jason Tatum, he dropped a season-high 42 points in a win over the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. That was Tatum's 11th 30-point game this season. That ties him with Kevin Durant for the second most in the league, only Trey Young has more. So let's break down Boston's big win with Little Richard and Big Perk. Perk, was this Boston's mm -hmm. best win of the season? Yes, hands down. It's not even close. And the way that Jason Tatum was attacking yesterday, you should have saw the Celtics on the offensive end playing beautiful basketball. I think they had about 27 to 28 assists. It was the two-second rule. It was just moving around, passing up good shots to get great shots defensively. It was the best game that they had this season on the defensive side of things. You know why? Because they got challenged. They got challenged by their coach, Ime Udoka. When they got home, 
from the road trip and he challenged them in the film room. He called them out, meaning he showed clips. He said he showed over a hundred clips of people, you know, dominating them and, and, and flexing on them from Russell Westbrook to LeBron James. And he and he challenged Jason Tatum as well and said, Hey, look, stop looking up to everybody thinking that they're your brother. When you get between those lines, it's a competition. And we saw the passion. We saw the body language that Jason Tatum had last night. It was just different. Everything about the Celtics was different. The energy was different. Best we, best win of the season. Well, there's no question that Jason Tatum especially was cooking. But, Richard, we also saw Chris Middleton go down with a knee injury. How much of that was a factor here? Look, I don't want to, I'm not going to discredit Boston because, you know, I, I did that, that Phoenix game, and there was a little bit of a lack of fight to what Perk was talking about. But, look, I think getting Jalen Brown back, you know, was so big. But having Chris Middleton, that can spook a team. Look, when you have one of your best players and, you know, you see it, he goes down, he's limping off, that can spook a team. Now, that being said, even with this injury, I, I think Boston was playing such high-level basketball. Hopefully nothing happens crazy and, and, and Chris Middleton can come back quickly. But let's not forget that this Bucks team, with all three of their guys finishing the game, have a ridiculous record. But I think this is a step in the right direction for Boston to beat the defending champions the way they did. Yeah, you mentioned it. The Bucks have been just a mm. different team, right, with Chris Middleton on the floor. They're scoring six more points per game when he plays, and they've lost five of eight games when he doesn't suit up. And he'd scored at least 20 points in seven straight games prior to last night. I do want to shift gears, though, just for one second. We'll get back to that a little bit later. But unfortunately, we need to talk more about COVID. The Nets will be without five players who entered COVID protocols for tonight's game against the Raptors. So bringing in Adrian Wojnarowski, our senior NBA insider here, what more can you tell us about what's going on with Brooklyn Woj? Yeah, Malik, uh, as the Nets start this five-game homestand now, you know, they're without two more starters, DeAndre Bembry, LaMarcus Aldridge, and, you know, as Paul Millsap went into protocols yesterday, you know, four more nets today. So along with uh, uh, Kyrie Irving being out, uh, Joe Harris still recovering from surgery. This is a Nets team now down to 10 players. Now they're able, uh, they're eligible anyway, Malika, uh, to sign uh, some players on hardship exceptions, up to three players uh, in the short term with uh, players out in protocols, the Harris injury. Uh, I'm told they're gonna sit tight now uh, right now, see what happens here in the next 24, 48 hours. Um, see if there's anybody who uh, perhaps uh, is out of protocols quickly. But right now, they expect you know, that they're going to be without this group uh, really through this homestand. And certainly, that's another test of the depth of this Nets team. And I think what the concern with Brooklyn is is the taxing of their key players. Uh, you know, it's Kevin Durant. Uh, who, who may not play tonight against Toronto. You know, you've seen the load he's had to carry uh, along with James Harden. And now as they lose key players, more is being asked of them. And this is a team certainly who expects and wants to be playing in June. And, and how much is this going to weigh on their star players uh, as they try to weather uh, all of these losses. Absolutely. Thank you so much for, for joining us, Woj. You mentioned it. Kevin Durant, he's questionable, I believe, with ankle soreness. So we'll see how that plays out in these next hours, if he's going to play tonight or not. But the Nets, they open the day as eight-point favorites against the Raptors. However, after four additional players entered the health and safety protocols, the line has moved to three points, and the Nets are just five 
point favorite. So Zach Lowe is joining me now, and the Nets, they're already stretched thin, right? Kevin Durant's played 41 minutes against the Pistons, so how do they navigate this? There's no good answer to this question right. other than you just don't want to play James Harden and Kevin Durant 42, 43 minutes. It's, but when you have half your team down, you just kind of pray and hope that the role players, hope that Cam Thomas is delighted to take 30 shots. He looks very excited for that. But the real fear is, you know, around the league is this is already now the Hornets, the Bulls, the Nets, and a team I'm forgetting. I mean, the, the fear is in 10 days, two weeks, this is going to be a league-wide issue. Right. And what does that mean for the schedule? What does that mean for 82 games? I think that's all to be determined. But this is only seemingly getting worse. Right, and the Lakers, right? Another Lakers, team that's today other. that yeah. had a practice scheduled. They canceled that practice. Taylor Horton Tucker tested positive, and our Dave McMenamin reported that now they're all getting tested and awaiting those results just about just ahead of them needing to go to Dallas. I want to stick with the Nets for just a second here because I want to bring in Kendrick Perkins. Hey, Perk, so Kevin Durant, the weight that he is already carrying, what are you looking at him to be doing now that they have five players, in addition to Joe Harris being out, in addition to Kyrie Irving being out, in the league's health and safety protocols? To continue to do what Kevin Durant has been doing all season long. And that's, look, Kevin Durant, and, and I know we've been giving a lot of attention to Steph Curry because of what he's been doing in the Warriors. But when you look at what KD has been doing on both ends of the floor, it has been nothing but, but amazing and a beautiful thing to see. Yes, we already know that he could go out there and give you a 50-piece wing dinner, spicy or Cajun rub, whatever you want to call it. But we also, I'm watching him be a leader on the defensive end. I'm I'm watching him defend at a high level and it's trickling down. I was with Kevin Durant when Russell Westbrook went down and he went on to win his first MVP season in Oklahoma City. Kevin Durant is a guy that, that knows how to elevate his game and elevate others around him. So when I look at all these guys that are being out, now it's an opportunity for others to step in and they don't have to do as much. Just play that role because you have a bad man on your team and Kevin Durant that could go out there and lead you to victories. All you have to do is just be a star in your role on both ends of the floor. Well, what is it that phrase that, that folks say, understand the assignment? Kevin Durant, he understands the assignment. And there is no doubt mm -hmm. that he mm -hmm. wants to be out there carrying his team. And you mentioned it. We've talked a whole bunch about Steph Curry, but Giannis Antetokounmpo and Kevin Durant in Tim Bontemps MVP poll, they were the other two to get multiple first place votes. So this, Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, the only two guys with 50 point games this season. It's going to be Fascinating to continue to watch them, pray they stay healthy, continue to battle it out, whether it's directly against each other or in their respective conferences where it's like, oh, wait, he had 51, he had 50. What is going on over here? But, Perk, we do have more Steph Curry coming up on NBA Today because Steph's chase takes him to the world's most it. famous arena. You figured, I figured, we figured. It is home to one of his best performances, plus nobody Nobody does cryptic like Kyrie Irving. So Kyrie took to social media today, but does that mean he's going to be back on the court? What, what's going on over there? And it is the best of the best. It is the top of the top for Monday night. Is that a Kevin Love sighting? All right, keep it locked on NBA Today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. 
With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. You only got one shot to make it, one shot at greatness. Obviously, I understand how much the game has changed, how much I've had a part in that. I'm still blown away. There's never been anybody like him. This year when it started, it was like, this is the milestone that's ahead. I remember watching the game when Ray passed Reggie, and 11 years later, it's me in that conversation. shooting zone like very few have ever been. I've been asked about it you know, for a couple years now, what it'll mean and all that. It'll happen when it happens. All right, here we go. Tonight is likely the night where Steph passes Ray Allen to become the all-time leader in three-pointers. And he's made at least two threes in all but one game this season. And yeah, he's struggled a little bit lately as he chases the record. Steph is shooting just 30% from three over his last three games and has missed at least 10 threes in each of those. But he's playing at the right venue tonight because Curry's first career 50-point game that came at Madison Square Garden. That was back in 2013. And last season, he had 37 points, seven three-pointers in his only visit at Madison Square Garden. That's light work. But if you want to be there in person, it, it ain't going to be cheap. According to Vivid Seats, ticket prices for tonight's game, they doubled overnight. The median listed price is now $895. So people are paying to see history. Hey, Richard. What's up? Can I borrow five bucks if I want to go to that game? The five bucks is not. Or actually, gonna I'll, that I'll get the eight hundred. Can I borrow the eight ninety from yeah, you yeah, and I'll yeah, chip in? I'll chip yeah, in the five. is not going to get you yeah. in that game. Well, be honest. Do you remember playing a game with Steph at Madison Square Garden? Yes, I do. I do you been, remember? Been. Let, let's take a trip back. Oh, let's take a trip back. Lane. February twenty seventh. It was two thousand and thirteen, and Richard was there. Yes, really I was. was. Yes, I was. Well, but that's the look more important person. Oh, baby Steph. Oh, look at baby Steph. I look at baby oh, Richard. Look at baby Richard. Still like it. But look, Steph Curry, this was what's so special about this is that this was a good Knicks team. This was without a doubt a good Knicks team. And the Warriors were just budding. Steph was in his fourth year. He was starting to become that player. Remember, he had a bunch of ankle injuries, so people weren't sure how great he was going to be. But boy, when I tell you, when that man got cooking, I knew something was special. I didn't know two it. Two MVPs and three championships, but I knew that he was different and he was going to be special in this league for a long time. Yeah, well, he was special Look at Jason that Kidd night. just sitting there. He was special that night. No, he was special look that night. But look at this. In transition, nobody shot transition threes at the rate that he did. And look, he was feeling it. Look, at he just went right by. See, y'all went more you. than me. Did y'all just miss the high five that he just ran right by Draymond? And you just high-fived his head. Yeah, I had to high-five his head twice. I've never seen anything like it. Well, usually that's how people rub your bald head when you come into the newsroom. But yeah, you had yes. to kind of give that, that back. But that wasn't even enough in that game. We're not going to get into that. What was going through your mind when you were watching that highlight? Did it take you back? 
It took me back, but also in, you know, I was in year 12 of my career, and that was the moment when I was like, yo, this dude, he is different. And I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know about the MVPs and the championships, but I knew that he was going to be a special player that, we're gonna, that was going to do things in a way that we hadn't seen before. And you were there, but Zach, where, where were you that night? Yeah, this is not nice of you guys, <laughs> because I lived in New York at the time, and I had some dumb obligation that I could have gotten out of, like a family thing, and I felt bad. I wanted to go to the game. I was kind of in on step then. Never like, you put could... family before work, <laughs> I, it was, ever. And I was like, you know what? Well, what are the what are the chances I'm right. going to miss something spectacular? And I and I remember watching the on my phone the points tick up. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And then I made I made a vow. If I'm in the same city as Steph, I'm going to the game Never every missing single one time. Again? Never missing one again. Have you? Probably maybe once by accident somehow, or I, but I, maybe not. But that one, that still hurts. That still hurts my heart all, all these years later. I'm really glad that you were brave enough to share that moment with us today. We appreciate yeah, you reliving it. Yeah, I was you. forced to. I really, really appreciate it. So, Steph, he's had dozens of iconic moments, and you have all been on the floor, if I can bring back in all of our, our basketball friends here for something in your point in some point in your career so i want to know what is the best in-person moment you remember from steph and richard we'll start with you since you played with and against him again to me that was the an iconic moment if you go and it doesn't matter if it's jordan lebron carmelo you see so many great players they have to make a mark in the garden they have to, and for Steph Curry to own that record in the Garden, and make no mistake, this was in 2012, 2013, so that record has continued to stand. So like, that's what I thought for me was an iconic moment for him, and to this day, it still stands the test of time. So Perk, you've seen Steph in the regular season and the postseason, mm -hmm. so what's your moment? Look, I know, I know we could talk about his shooting. I know a lot of 50-point games or whatever the case may be. But I'm going to talk about when I finally realized that Steph was a killer. was in 2018 when I was in street clothes getting splinters on the bench. Here it is right here. Steph thought I stuck my leg out on purpose and tried to trip him. And he confronted me. I said, you know what, at the time, I'm like, hold on, young fella, you tripping. But the, the fact that he uh, tried to address me, I said, you know what, this dude got some killers. In him. He got some dog in him. He ain't backing down from nobody. You know what I mean? Because nobody don't just finals, step to me like that. He would that taste out your mouth if it wasn't for the finals. If it wasn't for the finals, he looked at you like you was small. You ever seen somebody look at him and just like, man. Yeah, he looked at you like you was real small, Perk. That's, that's all I'm going to say. JJ. M moving on My, past that, you got ahead of him. I can't say that I, I necessarily enjoyed a lot of Steph's best moments against me, but uh, <laughs> in 2014, 2015, with the clips wearing the baby blues, he weaved in and out of three guys and took this shot. I'd like to point out that I was not, oh, actually four guys. I was not, I was the only guy on the floor that didn't get schooled on this play. <laughs> and That's when he goes pick. backwards to the three-point line to shoot that, there's 10 seconds on the shot clock when he starts a shot. This was not an under-duress shot. I spoke about Steph being sort of free and clear in his mind. That's a perfect example of that. Who takes that shot? Right, especially yeah. at that point. But, okay, I don't know if this is a favorite moment, but this feels like a, an apology, a confession that I have to make. So I grew up in Oakland. My father, born and raised a, a Warriors faithful, was there when the tickets were cheap and the team was bad. And when they traded Monte Ellis, because... Richard talked about this. Steph, early on, he had a lot of ankle injuries. He couldn't stay on the floor. My father, I was at the game with him. My father stood up, both hands around his mouth, and boo 
booed the Lakers management like there was no, excuse me, the, the, the Warriors management like there was no tomorrow and booed the Lakers because that was that's a whole other thing. That's what we yeah. do up in, in Oakland. And I feel mm. like that's something we need to apologize for because I don't know that anybody saw this coming. I don't know that my dad was like, you know what, we're going to boo them for trading away Monte Ellis and keeping Steph Curry. It feels like that was the right decision now, Richard. Jury's still out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Coming up on NBA Today, we look at the top dunks of Monday night. Plus, is Jaron Jackson Jr. the key to keeping the Grizz in the top four seed in the West? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Live from Los Angeles, welcome back to NBA Today. Welcome back. So last night there was basketball played in the NBA, and you won't believe it, but we have top of the top plays for you to see. So let's start with some top ankle breakers. So let's go to Atlanta, right? Oh, no, I know what's coming. Yeah, I'm just, Zach, I'm going to let you go for it because this was. uh, uh, Well, maybe a little push off, maybe a slight push off. You got to make the shot, though. Made the shot. Well, and and, it was a one. Oh, that's not cool. That's a little rough. Yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough. (laughs) Unfortunately, it wasn't enough. Bad loss for them. That's a real bad loss. loss. Well, that's a real bad loss. In Cleveland. Take a seat. Oh, no. And he knew. Look, Larry shook his head a little after. Are we just showing the teams on these moves that kept losing? Because ultimately... It wasn't enough. It wasn't, it wasn't enough. That's Cleveland got the final the lap. But please. then you had Aaron enough. Gordon. Oh, no. Yes, bear down. See? Hey, hey, by the way, sneaky good season for Aaron Gordon. It's not getting a lot of notice because the Nuggets are just hovering around 500. He's been very good, and I love that he's let the hair come out. Yeah, right, yeah. let it out. Let it all out. At the end of the day, only a Wildcat can do the move and win the game. Oh, just I thought that. you were going to say only a Wildcat can do the move. He made it about Arizona somehow. Of course. Of course. Of, course, of course he did. Yeah. All right, let's go to top dimes. We stay in Denver. Where fuck? How do you say Composo's first first name? Just I don't know. Do you like Faku? Yeah, Faku Composo. You're like, how do you say Composo's name? I don't want to take away from what you did. Yeah, just Fakou. say Composo. Composo. Him and, him and Jokic on the floor at the same time is just an illegal amount of crazy passing. Yeah. All right, Faku. Well, again? Oh, get him again. Oh. He. God, he's going to make out. us learn the pronunciation. Yeah, holy Faku Composo. He did it again and again and again. The tip to Windmill. Windmill, okay. Finish it with a windmill. Look at that little tip. Oh, one, two? Hey, are we, th- are we thumbs up or thumbs down on these Wizards uniforms? Uh, I'm thumbs down. I'm, a I'm so not so. a Wizards fan. All right. <laughs> Top slam. Let's head over to Memphis because Jaron Jackson Jr., he has been balling in Memphis. Look, please don't do that. Uh, yeah, and this look. He, ooh, ooh two-handed. That's I, nice. I just want to go on record and saying a two-handed body is very hard to catch, especially against a big man. But way to go body to body. 
No, 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 really no, don't no, do no, that. Don't do Leave that, that okay. to me. Okay, yeah, that's please. that's okay. that's, the that's my dancing, and the, singing aloud. And, and the Grizzlies excellent. won, so I guess uh, under Richard's rules, we can celebrate. It, it. was Absolutely enough. So. Yeah. It, was, it enough. was enough. And because it was enough, let's let's stay on the Grizzlies for a second. Because what do you call yourself, Zach? A Grizzologist. A grizzologist. Yeah, so we have Zach Lowe, a, a Grizzologist here. So Memphis is now eight and one in John Moran's absence. So what have you learned, Richard? First about them during this stretch. Well, I, one, I want to give credit to their coaching. Whenever you have your top player go out, and what is Perk giggling about? Is there, you got a sandwich or something in your pocket? I'm Why laughing. are you giggling? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm like, laughing at you talking about body to body. Now. Like, what is wrong with you, dog? A lot. I, I, look, man, I had two cups of coffee this morning. Okay, back to what we were talking about. What I love about this team is whenever you have a star player that is out, you need other people to step up, but also that's when your system comes into play. Your discipline comes into play. You have to play for each other, and they have been doing an outstanding job of doing that over this stretch. So, yes, no John Morant, no problem, because they've had so many guys step up in his absence. First of all, I feel like I need to block out Perk's face, like from my vision, to be to be to be able to be serious. It's still the big Perk head. But look, Jaron Jackson Jr. made a leap on both ends of the floor. Desmond Bain made a leap from really good bench player to really good starter. And top to bottom, the Grizzlies are just absolutely stacked with right. good players. They have the number one defense in the NBA since John Morant went down over this nine-game stretch, and no team. No team is better positioned over the next nine months to make a big move than Memphis. They have traded. They have first-round picks. They have cap space. They've got a ton of good players. This is a franchise to watch. Perk is a fellow Grizzologist, just so, so you know, Zach. So what yeah, do you think, I, Big Perk? I, I, I am. And, and, and the problem I have is this, right? Uh, why are we surprised? We watched them. They gave us a sample size last year uh, when they got into the play-in and then got into the postseason and the way that they competed against the Utah Jazz. And we already saw, we saw what Dylan Brooks could do. We saw him battling out in the play-in game against Steph Curry. We was waiting on Jaron Jackson Jr. And I know he was coming off an injury, but we were waiting on this version of him. And mm. right now, what they have, they have is culture. And I think that they don't get enough credit from the coach the coaching staff doesn't get enough credit for the culture that they have. When you watch this Memphis Grizzly team uh, play, they don't play like a bunch of young guys. They play like a bunch of vets. The way that they're rotating and not messing up on defensive assignments and covering for one another. It's like a veteran ball club. So, you know, it may be surprising to the rest of y'all, but I still, I think they're the number four spot. I think they will finish top five in the Western Conference because when I look at the teams that's ahead of them, they might not be better than Phoenix or Golden State, but they definitely better than Denver right now. They're mm. better than the Clippers. They're better than Portland. It's a list of teams that's under them that will not catch them, especially when they get job back. I don't know. Facundo Campazzo may have a little something to say you about that. Right. I got it. All right, Zach. Perk said it. Grizzlies, currently the fourth seed. Come April, when the playoffs are coming, do you see them as being a top four seed in the playoffs? I'm going to say no on top four, but yes on top six. I think mm -hmm. Perk is absolutely right. We've underestimated the Grizzlies. They've proven, and he's right about the culture, too. Something special is happening there from the coaching staff on down. And like, like Perk said, he just listed all the teams. If those teams don't get healthy, who is rising above the Grizzlies? I mean, even the Lakers, they just smoked the Lakers, and the Lakers had everybody. Like who? At this point, it's like, who are you picking over them? Culture, culture culture we let off this segment talking about coaching mm. do you know a lot of times yes players can create culture but when a player is out then it becomes coaching and culture and to perks point and it's hard for me to say that they have developed a very good one and they get better <laughs> every single year 
Did you sneak in Did you sneak in and say What are you giggling about You got a sandwich in your pocket <laughs> And you just now yeah. promised that. Hey, boy, a little slow. <laughs> My goodness. All right. Well, well, go get yourself one, and we'll get back to that. I'll I give me another one. Richard. All right. Coming up on NBA Today, Nikola Jokic was ejected again last night. Has he had it with this season? We chop it or drop it after the break. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Let's take a look at today's crunch time moment brought to you by Ruffles. Kevin Love had a vintage performance last night, hitting five threes and scoring all 23 of his points in the second half in a win over the Heat. And after the game, Jared Allen had this to say about the vet stepping up. Take a listen. Kevin played amazing. You know, he threw his cane to the side and he went out and balled out. You know, <laughs> he's, been, he's been playing good. <laughs> he just he came in and brought a lot of energy for us. And, um, you know, I really think we were able to get our runs because of him. All right. With that, I'd like to get into a little game of chop it or drop it. <laughs> Perk. I'm going to give you some topics. And if you want to discuss it, we're going to chop it. And if you want to keep it pushing, then we're going to drop it. All right. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's stick with the Cavs to start things off. They've won four in a row and eight out of ten. So, Perk, are the Cavs for real? Chop it. Oh, chop it. it. Chop it. Chop <laughs> okay. it. Chop it. We like got to chop it. We got to show some love to the – yeah, we got to show, show some love to the land. You know why? Because every time LeBron James has left Cleveland, when he leaves, they always end up in the lottery. Now they're finally doing something special. We have to show them some love right now. They're playing beautiful basketball on both ends of the floor. They have some young studs over there that is playing at an extremely high level. Love to the land. We got to chop it. Okay, let's talk about this. J.B. Bickerstaff should be one of the leading candidates for Coach of the Year if this continues. Then let's talk about mm-hmm. Jared Allen and uh, Jared Allen and Darius Garland should be in consideration for the All-Star Game if this continues. Again, a top four team. And then Evan Mobley is the leading candidate for Rookie of the Year. Ladies and gentlemen, the Cavs, if they continue down this road, are playing great basketball. And I want to give Kevin, I want to give two veterans flowers. Kevin Love for being a great vet. This season wasn't projected to go this way. This man has been handling everything perfectly and on top of it Ricky Rubio say what you want Ricky Rubio has led multiple teams to the postseason over the course of his career so bringing him in as a steady guard and he has done an outstanding job this Cavs team is something special and they're fun to watch Man, y'all, y'all didn't leave me much to talk about. You damn near <laughs> talked about everyone on the roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, look, this is this is this is the number two defense no. in the league. They've got the the fourth best net rating, point differential, whatever you want to call it, in the league. Everybody was just talking about Memphis being a franchise to watch in the in the West with Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, Jared Allen. Uh, this is a franchise to watch in the East, and I'll co-sign that, Richard. Jared Allen should be on the All-Star team this year. Yeah. I remember asking Evan Mobley on draft night how it was going to work him and Jared Allen, and clearly there are no problems over there with that chemistry. All right, next, the Rockets. 
They came back from down 17 points with two minutes left in the third quarter to beat the Hawks. They're 8-2 after a 1-16 start to the season. So are the Rockets a playoff team, Richard? Chop it or drop it? Drop it. Uh, uh, oh, drop it. Uh, drop, drop it. it. Drop I thought it, it was next, me ex- next asking question. the questions. Ne- next, next question. All right, moving on then <laughs> to the reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic, who was ejected for a second time this season last night after showing some frustration with what he felt was a missed call. So the Nuggets won the game, but are eighth in the West right now. So has Jokic had it with this season? JJ, drop it, drop it or drop it? I think he's frustrated with with losing. I mean, I, I don't think he's had it with the season. If you look at it when he's on the floor, the 33 minutes he's on the floor, the Nuggets have the equivalent of the second best offense, second best defense, and a better net rating than the Warriors. Those 15 minutes he doesn't plays, my God, my God, <laughs> it's, it's bad. bad. It's bad. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> well, 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 I guess I guess we're chopping it. Because I see JJ don't follow instructions like Richard, so we to answer your question, we go chop it up. And look, here it is. I think Jokic is just frustrated more so with the refs, right? We looking at his uh, the the same. Who was it threw him out last night? The same official threw him out last night was the one Tony that threw brothers. him out a Tony couple brothers. weeks ago. And like, yeah, Tony Brothers. And we could be looking at a. We know how the personal beef get with referees with Scott, Scott Foster and Chris Paul. You know, I had a couple beefs going on in the league with referees where they would target me. We don't know what's going on with Big Jokic. He should be frustrated. No, no, okay, what, dog? Look, 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 what? Now, listen, this is what I'm going to try and say to you, okay? One, his first ejection was a reaction. His first ejection was a reaction and it was to me it might have been maybe one point too high of an overreaction but at the end of the day I have no problem with the first ejection this one is maybe some frustration boiling over but ultimately when you don't have when you're coming off an MVP season you're missing your all-star again that just weighs on you and I'm not saying he needs help but I understand how a player can get frustrating and that's why the next step for him is this growth process past this point mm. all right RJ RJ he needs help yeah he needs help well, Jamal Murray, he they're missing help. an all-star. Jamal Murray's pick. out, and yeah. Michael Porter Jr.'s out. Like, he that needs help. He up. needs more bodies, exactly. 100%. Right. Lastly. I mean, Zach just said Zach just said he got Aaron Gordon playing at an all-time yeah, high. But that's they played not him the almost same. 100 million. Like that's not uh, the same, and you know it, Perk. All right, I got one more. One more for you guys, and I can't believe we're going here. All right, Kyrie Irving, he's posted an Instagram story of himself lacing up his shoes. So... Is Kyrie preparing for a return to the court? Perk, chop it or drop it? As bad as I want to drop it, we got to chop it. And this is what Kyrie Irving wants. Look, he thought that we would we, he thought that we would be talking about him now and we're not. The Nets are doing just fine without him. And so what he does, he wants some attention. Again, this is what I go back to when I talk about Kyrie Irving. He know that this was going to bring some attention to him. He hasn't been talked about in a few months, so I guess we got to chop it. Ah, yeah, okay, this is what I'm going to say about Chapit. Look, this man has one of the most popular shoes ever sold by Nike. He's always one of the top shoes worn by players. So I don't know if this is just a, you know, hey, my new shoe is out, come out. Hopefully he uh, arrives on the court. But again, that's all Kyrie. That's just on him. All three of us have signed shoe contracts with Nike or Adidas. And you guys know there's stipulations in those contracts. Anything we do. 
you gotta post something on social media. This felt more like a Kyrie 8 push on social media than anything else. Oh, well, there you go. We, we didn't even have social media back then, JJ. What are you talking about? Well, and Perk, Jeff, we didn't even so, have sometimes social media. I think that's, that's gotta be a good thing, right? Thank you guys for playing. I appreciate you chopping it and dropping it with me. We'll have more NBA Today coming up after the break. NBA Today is brought to you by Marathon. Driven forward. So today is NBA Jersey Day, and so we're celebrating with the NBA with fans and oh, I like what you got over there. Oh, that's pretty good. Ooh. By the way, NFL Jack Live coming up next. Thumbs down to black jerseys. Jack loves the black jerseys. Thumbs down. Wow. Oh.